Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. Uh, this is Father Conrad, and I have with me again today Father Rich Miserandino. Uh, Father Rich, welcome back to Catholic Bites. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Uh, it is great to have you, and we've been doing a couple analogies of the spiritual life. Uh, so we've talked about, and I don't know what order these will come out, so either you've listened to it or you're going to listen to it. We talked about uh, playing the saxophone and the spiritual life. And today we're going to talk about something that both you and I uh, ha- know a little bit about uh, these days, which is uh, gardening in the spiritual life. So I have some thoughts about gardening in the spiritual life. You have some thoughts about gardening in the spiritual life. Why don't you start us off and then I'll see if my thoughts correspond or if they're different. Sure. Okay. Well, I guess it all starts with a story. Uh, we have quite the garden here at St. Bernadette, but it's been neglected and I've made a point of it to start to get into it to try and make it look a little bit more attractive because when I invite people over, it's like, Oh, and as I've done so, so I full disclosure, I know very little about botany. I know very little (laughs) about plants. I basically do what they tell me at the local garden center. Um, And so I approach it as rather a novice, but as I've been doing so um, I've learned, you know, there's a reason that our Lord favors the agrarian metaphor, Mm -hmm. you know, like, He picks examples over, Jesus picks examples over and over and over again, the same sorts of things. And I think that the first thing that struck me the other day while I was out there sort of toiling um, was (laughs) how little control I have over it all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was just sort of struck by that as I'm putting these plants in the ground. And it occurred to me that there's a nice parallel there between that and growing in prayer and growing in the spiritual life. Um, (laughs) That... I, I don't know about you, but I found in prayer that it's a relationship. And so I don't have total control. It's not something that I manipulate. Um, prayer is not something that I do. It's rather something that God sort of does mysteriously in me. I think Jesus talks about that too with plants and things um, where it's like, we, we don't know how the wheat grows. We, we don't know how nature kind of does its thing. And in reality, um, as far as gardening and I understand it is, is that that really I can't do anything to make the plants grow. Yeah. Rather, what I'm doing most of the time out there is trying to create the the right conditions for the plants to grow themselves, to create like the right landing pad for, for flowers or a cherry tree or something like that. Like, what can I do to allow it to flourish on its own terms? Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't help but be struck by like, that seems to me to be at least most of my work um, as I as I sit with God in the chapel is, you know, trying trying to sort of force it in my own terms and say like, God, you have to talk to me on my own terms. Hasn't been really all that effective. <laughs> but in reality, approaching prayer, something of the like of a gardener and saying like, okay, Lord, um, I, I give this over to you and I trust in your providence, but like, Help me to create the conditions for you to do what you need to do in my heart. Yeah. Like help and, me to create the conditions for you to thrive. Yeah. I think of it in terms of like, okay, when you're gardening, it's not like you're making a Lego flower, right? Like a Lego yeah. flower, you put exactly what you want, where it is, and you do it in your time frame and according to your plan. Um, but when you're gardening, there's an internal dynamism that's there that like, life itself grows and you just prepare the way for it. And like you said, it's perfect analogy to prayer because you can't just say, this is what my prayer life is going to look like. Oftentimes you're completely surprised by what shows up in in that place. And you can't, you can't make really a 
planned for like, okay, I plan to be levitating in prayer by after about four or five years, and then I'll get the stigmata and then I'll, you know, I'll have supreme virtue or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's dynamic. It comes from God. It's God's word, which is, you know, as you said, Jesus uses the image of a seed and it's going to sprout the way it's going to sprout. And you just have to, per, to dispose yourself to receive that. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's the thing that, you know, I've been uh, very thankful for God's grace in a certain way to prepare my heart. It, it's taken a long time for me to get the message and I'm still getting the message, but patience is a large part mm. of gardening as well. Yeah, yeah. There are no instant gardens, at least none that I've seen. Um, there's no like time control. Maybe if I, you know, got the time infinity stone from the Avengers, and that <laughs> sort of, like fast track a flower, but like in reality, <laughs> there, there's a patience factor, you know? And I, I, I often think about that with our, our, the, the good works that God does in us mm-hmm. and that God does through us. I, I don't know about you, but so often, like I'll pray for something and I'll be like, all right, God, um, like I prayed for it and like, <laughs> I'm ready for it to happen. And in reality, it's like, it's a slow evolution uh, that comes about in seasons. It comes about in months. And, and that sort of patience, I think it gives me great peace to sort of think of it that way where it's like, well, no, this will be a tree eventually. Um, but it's it, it already is a tree in a certain sense now, but like there's a waiting for it to come to fullness. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of God's work in our heart is the same thing. Like we might get the sprouts, um, but if and a lot of times I think we can be hard on ourselves if we yeah. don't get the full tree. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And to recognize that it's a process and it's a process that you don't control. Like I might want to be a much better prayer right now. And that's probably a good desire, just like it's a good desire to have a really flourishing garden. But I can't make that happen right now. And so why am I putting so much pressure on myself or ragging on myself for being a bad prayer when I can't do anything to change that? All I can do is just as best I can try and be faithful to weeding my heart and preparing the soil for for him to grow. And sometimes that's tough and requires a lot of patience yeah it does and, and, and but you know the, the other beautiful thing i love this the phrase you know when was the, when's the best time to plant an apple tree hmm. and 10 years ago um, <laughs> but, i like that i've never heard that <laughs> but you know when the second best time to plant an apple tree is like right now and, <laughs> so, so you have it in 10 years and it, i think the same sort of thing for a lot of people myself included is like that with prayer you know like when's the best time to become a saint? Well, like, okay, 10 years ago, it would have been better if we had been sort of tilling the soil 10 years ago, wherever we might be in our lives. Mm-hmm. But when's like the second best time to become a saint? Like right now, yeah. you know, like, this is the beginning where 10 years from now, we'll look back and like be thankful that we dedicated ourselves to that habit of being workers in the Lord's vineyard, um, of tilling the soil of our soul and allowing God to, to grow up good things. So, so that brings me, I, I have one insight that's different from what you shared. I, I, I think yours are all correct and beautiful, but something that's come up with me, I have a small vegetable garden that I planted my, and an herb garden. And I realized uh, fairly recently that I did not give my plants enough space. Uh, and I was not expecting them to grow as stupendously as they have. I haven't really done that much, to be honest, to make them grow like that, but uh, they have decent soil and they've got a plenty of humid Maryland air. And so, um, so like I planted them, like all my broccoli, I planted too close together. My, my zucchini plant is like, it, you know, going to become self-aware soon. It's so massive, you know, like there's the, and, and th- it strikes me that like, 
I, my underestimating what was going to happen in my garden is similar to what a lot of people do in their own spiritual lives. Like they think they give themselves, they give God just a little bit of space in their heart, uh, thinking that that's all that the f- spiritual life is, right? Like that, okay, you know, I'm not going to be uh, Teresa of Avila or, uh, you know, I don't know, Blessed Carlo Acutis or something like that. I just am going to be a normal Christian who goes to Sunday mass and maybe once in a while goes and serves the poor or something like that. And my life isn't going to be a saintly life. And so they keep the space that they give to God very small, but God bursts through that. And like he plans for you to be extraordinary, not to just be settling for something small. He has so much growth that he wants to bring there. And we have to allow him more space in the garden of our hearts, which right now, like, we too often say, no, no, just this little space and nothing more. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's another phrase that I'm, I'm quite fond of that kind of applies to that. It says, we're only as happy as we know. Um, in a certain sense, like, when, when people sort of, I think that we limit ourselves a lot with that, exactly like you're talking about. We say, well, like, I just want to be like a normal Catholic, you know, mm-hmm. um, or like a normal Christian. Yeah. And we think that if we somehow give God that more space, then we're going to be like, oddball or like somehow diminished by it you know like i give god something so that i don't have something but in reality one of my favorite analogies for it is in c.s lewis um the analogy he has about the little boy making sandcastles in this mud puddle in his backyard and he's unwilling to leave that because his parents want to take him to the beach but he's never seen the beach you know and he doesn't know how incomparably superior to a mud puddle the actual <laughs> beach is and like you could have tons and tons of sand it's so much better than mud you haven't even seen it yet I figure that's a fitting image for the summer. You know, as many people head to the beach, there's a reason we go there. And there's a reason we issue, you know, we, we, we go away from mud puddles um, because <laughs> for, for the beach. But it's like that. Yeah. If we give God more space, it's not like we ever lack. No. It's that our soul really comes to fruition in the way that it should. Exactly. And, and pushes through in ways we, we don't expect. Absolutely. Um, which is a good reminder for me, I have to weed my garden. So it's, um, it is, uh, it's a little overgrown right now. So uh, thank you, Father Rich. Thanks for coming back on Catholic Bites. My pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. Catholic Bites is a product of Catholic Cast Media. Uh, you can find us at catholicbitespodcast.com or you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Uh, we also have like, it's not Catholic Bites officially, but Catholic Link, which is part of our, our little family, has a really awesome YouTube channel. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, they've got really, really cool um, uh, stuff going on there. Uh, thank you, Father Rich. Thank you, everyone. And God bless you.